With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102 if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Chris and Rob here inviting you to celebrate soulfully at Disneyland Resort, the happiest place on earth. Listen to live music on the main stage in the downtown Disney district. Shop at Post 21 featuring curated merchandise from black-owned businesses. Enjoy live jazz and Creole cooking at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. And check out Celebrate Gospel, expanded this year to two weekends, February 19th and 26th. Come celebrate soulfully this February and beyond at Disneyland Resort. Both theme park admission and park reservations are required for park entry. Visit Disneyland.com for more details and theme park tickets. Microsoft's Surface Pro 8 has the power of a laptop and the versatility of a tablet. All in one. It has an intuitive touchscreen and a newly designed signature keyboard that can even store your Surface Pen. Surface Pro 8 is Microsoft's most powerful pro yet. Show the world how you stand out with Surface Pro 8. Check it out at surface.com slash Surface Pro 8. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome inside Hour 2. Happy Labor Day. Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes today. Rob Parker doing double duty, right? You're doing your show later on this afternoon. That's right. The odd couple, Jason, uh, I mean, I should say Jonas Knox will fill in for Chris Broussard. You know, Chris is the... 
uh, you know, Chris can't work on the holiday at all. Okay. You know, he's a big star. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you're working on a holiday, right? Uh, filling in here for the Dan, for Dan Patrick and the Danettes. But, yeah, I'll be on tonight, uh, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. It's the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. And, uh, you know, normally, look, Labor Day is a holiday. There's, there's usually not a lot of new news. And, uh, and, and what you do on Labor Day is we look back at what we've seen in Major League Baseball. We look ahead. Now we have the NBA playoffs, which we're breaking down, which we'll get to coming up in a second. But uh, there is some news out of the National Football League this morning. And this is not a surprise. Uh, the Miami Dolphins have officially named Ryan Fitzpatrick. Their starting quarterback for week one to a tongue of Iloa will be Why? the backup to begin the season. Uh, so far, this has been kind of what we expected. Look, Josh Rosen uh, was beaten out for the job, so the Dolphins let him go. He's going to start his career, uh, try to jumpstart it again for the third time. Um, but Fitzpatrick is starting, and two is going to be the backup, and I can already tell uh, you're a little upset about that. It's just a, it's just wasted snaps on Fitzpatrick. We, we already know. We've seen that movie, and, and it's a horror movie at the end, so, we, so we've seen it. <laughs> I'm just sorry, Jason. Why? You know, like, this is a different NFL. If this was 10 years ago or whatever, when Aaron Rodgers sat behind uh, Brett Favre for three years, you know, like, it's just not that league anymore. Guys, you put in right away, and you know how you learn to play in the NFL? You play. You can practice all you want. You need to get out there. What? What? What is what? What is that going to uh, change or help or whatever. It just doesn't make sense. Put the kid in there and, and, and let him learn how to play in the NFL. And just, you know, it might not be good, might not be pretty early, but he's a talent. So I don't understand the whole notion of doing it and, and why. Why draft a guy? What This guy's your future. If he's healthy and everything's cool and, uh, and, and you know, he's showing you that he can play, uh, he's got to get his lumps. Joe Burrow's playing, right? Just put him in. Just put him in, and let's see what we got. I, 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 I'm, I'm against this. Well, here, here's where I, here's where I disagree with you. I think in a normal season, I would say yeah, because you know, look, guys, you draft early in the first round, they have to play, and that, it's it's no longer even even now when I hear an executive say, oh, like last year, Dave Gettleman, if uh, Daniel Jones may not play for like three years, you know, he, he may not be the start. Come on, really, you took the guy number six overall. He's going to play. He's going to play early. Just stop, you know, trying to give me that lip service. But the fact that they couldn't really evaluate Tua. In, in the preseason because there were no games. You know, there were no games. There were no controlled scrimmages with other teams. There, there was none of that. So they know, listen, we're in it this year to try to get Tua to be our starting quarterback in, in the smoothest way possible. And if we throw him out there at the beginning of the season with no game tape to look at, how did this guy really uh, look at when, when, when the footballs were flying for real? Because that's the difference between a, a rookie player and other players in the league is – Rookies only know one way to play, right? I mean, they're going to come in and play in the preseason like they're playing for the national championship in college football, right? So you get an honest evaluation of those rookies because they don't know another speed where the veterans are going to say, listen, I'm here. I'm going to put in, you know, eight or ten snaps and we're all good. And then I'm walking off the field. So I want to make sure we're working on things okay. So if he comes in, they could get an evaluation and say, hey, listen, the game's not too big for him. He can be our starter. But it's such an unknown. And if they throw him in right now off the, off the, off the top and he really struggles, 
struggles and, and his head is on a swivel, then they got to pull him out and they got to go to Fitzpatrick and they got to rebuild his confidence and they got to let him sit and watch games for a few weeks and suddenly now that's off to a rocky start. Tua goes in and he's supposed to be great and he's not. And then doubt creeps in. What's it going to be? And then you got to massage his ego and take him along a bit. No, I completely get the Dolphins doing it this See? way just because eventually they know Tua is going to be the quarterback. They know they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. So Fitzpatrick will play until Tua is ready or Fitzpatrick turns back into Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is the first couple of games where he has one touchdown and four picks. And they go, OK, we're moving on. But I, 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 I get why they're doing it this way. See, I, I, I totally disagree. And, and first of all, they have all the tape. They've seen this kid play. Number two, in football, you win your job in practice because there's more practice than there are uh, uh, games, actual games. It, it's unlike any other sport. You practice more. So guys win their jobs in practice. That was always the knock on why, you know, people were talking about Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow didn't, wasn't a good practice player. And people used to say, like, why he, does he get these opportunities when he doesn't practice well? And, and that's my point. You're watching the guy throw the football. You're, you're running drills. You know what he can do. But you already know, to me, Anytime you give Fitzpatrick snaps, they're wasted. They're, they're just wasted. And Tua can use those snaps to learn in the heat of the battle. And like I say, un- unless you really think, all right, we drafted him and we're not sure about him or we're questioning or him or he hasn't picked up something or if there's something like that. But if you're telling me he knows the offense, he knows what he's doing, we've watched him day in and day out in practice – he should be out there from day one. I just I don't believe in bringing people along. You know, ultimately you got to play in the game, Jason, and and that's where you learn. And those snaps are valuable. You wait and waste uh, four, five, six games on a guy who's not going to get you anywhere. In Fitzpatrick, and you know he turns into Fitz. Uh, pumpkin uh, five or six games in, and and we've seen it everywhere he's been. So what is the point on wasting snaps? That, that's just me. I would put the kid in, and even if he struggles, they lose, things don't work out, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. He's a rookie. He has to understand that. And as long as he's progressing and, and putting in the work that needs to be done, I'm fine with that. And I don't think anybody in Miami would expect him to set the, the NFL on fire uh, the first 10 games or whatever. They understand he's a rookie. He's got to learn. But the Fitzpatrick wasted snaps. I, I, I'm totally against it. Well, here's the here's the other part of it too. Is that look at the beginning of the regular season that the Dolphins have, right? And and here's where I I I, I hope you, that that I can bring you to my side. I don't think I'll be able to, but. Week one, they play at New England, and we've seen what Belichick has done throughout his career to rookie quarterbacks. So, welcome to the NFL, Tua, and you're going to lose to the you're going to put up three points, and the Patriots are going to make you look like your head is spinning. Then you're home for the Bills, one of the top three defenses in the NFL. Then you play at Jacksonville. Then you got the Seahawks, the 49ers, and the Broncos. Those are three really, really difficult defenses. So I, I don't know that you're putting him in with a chance to succeed. You're putting him in more of the chance of, hey, you know what? We, we don't want him to come in and start and have every week being an elite defense because that's going to stunt his growth. So if the schedule is a little bit different, because you get to the middle of the season, they play the Cardinals, they play the Jets in back-to-back games, they play the Bengals. Uh, okay, if they, that was the beginning of the season maybe things could be different but boy that is a 
really daunting regular season beginning the defenses they're playing against uh, to say, okay, Tua, go get it and go win us some games. I, okay, I think so really what if he of. goes out there in week one and beats New England and Bill Belichick? Then, then does that help the kid's confidence or does that make him, make him feel like, okay, like we got something? I mean, it, it, it's the rever- it can be the other side of the coin as well. And those things could work out. Or even if he doesn't win or plays well or puts up some points. I mean, I, I just look at it as uh, you, you don't learn how to play in the NFL until you're in actual games. You could practice all you want. It's about the games. And there's so few of them. Why waste any snaps on somebody who's not your long-term future? If, if the kids struggle or he's just so terrible and you have to take him out and we evaluate where he is I would buy that and I don't think it would be crush him and he would think oh my god I can't play and this is the end of my career after three or four bad games or four or five bad games or something like that I I I just it doesn't sit right with me not not in today's NFL where you know everybody jumps in to the pool as soon as they get to the picnic that's just how it is now (laughs) you you know that you jumped in the pool that yesterday and in Woodland hey. Hills, 120 degrees. Did you wait around? Did you say, nah, I'm not going to get right in. I'll walk around the barbecue or I'll flip some burgers at the grill at 120 degrees and then maybe I'll get into the pool later on. Oh, no, no, no. I walked in, bathing suit already. It's one of those where you wear the bathing suit in the car going over yes. so you don't have to worry about and changing. just jump in. Oh, no, no. It's 120 degrees. Like, hey, it's, oh, the pool looks great. Yeah, the pool is great. Yeah, I'll go in. Oh, because my daughter wanted to go in. I'll go in. I'll go in with Zoe. I'll go in for a little bit. Pam, you, you take it easy. I'll go in with Zoe. Right, And it was like walking right into bath water. I'm just going to hang out in here for a while. It is hot. <laughs> Uh, Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes today here on Fox Sports Radio. Yes, I braved that 120-degree heat in Woodland Hills yesterday. Uh, we got Dave Wanstead coming up in a few minutes to talk football, so that'll be have more NFL conversation on the way. But, you know, we mentioned a few minutes ago uh, where the NBA playoffs sit. We talked a lot about the Lakers and the Rockets last hour on the show. Has there been any superstar that's had a worse last few days than Giannis? I mean, you look at what his reputation has been, Rob, the last few days. He's the MVP of the league. They're out their first round series with Orlando is in the books. And here's Giannis on his way to the finals. And now you go four games later and Milwaukee, who wins in overtime over the Heat yesterday. You have the Heat, who I picked to go to the finals, by the way. Just wanted to remind you I said that. Uh, They finally find a way to win a game in which Giannis misses the majority of the game. And, you know, he he leaves the game in the second quarter. Middleton takes over. Jimmy Butler even said after the game, listen, we relaxed when Giannis came out of the game. But in in the span of a week, he's gone from this is the guy who's going to carry the mantle with the NBA with him, the next great superstar, MVP's defensive player of the year. And now they want to pull the MVP away from the guy because he's not found a way to to lead Milwaukee into, into what could even be the third round of the playoffs. And the only game they one in this series has been where he hasn't played the majority of it. Yeah, I get it. I just think it's so easy to pile on uh, Giannis, and 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 I get it. He has to improve as great of a player as he is. There's things that he needs to uh, change up and fix. Let's let's not be let's not let's not. This guy is so young. 
Michael Jordan went through seven years before he broke through. I remember I covered the NBA back then, Jason. Yeah, this is the old timer talking about the days of covering the NBA back. I started in 1987 covering the NBA. Do you know what they used to say about Michael Jordan early on in his career? That he's a great player, but he doesn't make his teammates better. And yes, he's a great dunker, but he'll never win a championship. I used to remember hearing that and reading that about Michael Jordan. This is a total overreaction. Do you remember LeBron James in the early days in Cleveland when they would win games and then and then struggle and get knocked out by the Magic? Do you remember that? That, mm-hmm. that year when everybody was all hyped about LeBron and, and, and the Cavaliers and they got knocked out by the Orlando Magic and 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 Turker glue and um, you know and and um, Dwight Howard. Do you remember those days? So mm-hmm. people need to pump the brakes. And all you people out there, because I'm going to trash you, who are talking about Giannis doesn't deserve the MVP and see he's not an MVP and see uh, LeBron is the real MVP and all that other nonsense. It's a regular season award. He was by far the best player uh, this past NBA season. And here's the other part. Stop with the LeBron should be the MVP. Not only did Anthony Davis led the Lakers in every offense, every category, except assists. And yet people are saying that LeBron was the MVP. He wasn't. Giannis was the MVP. I get the frustration. It's not a all season, regular season and postseason award. That's why they're separate MVPs, Jason. I don't understand why people are attacking this guy. A lot of young guys have struggled, and I'm talking about stars, have struggled early on before it happens for them. This is not the end for Giannis. He will have to get better. And if they add another good player, like another top-line player, to go along with him, he can win. I don't believe that this guy can't win. No, I, I look at Giannis as, and you talk about regular season excellence, and that, that's kind of how I see him, is he reminds me of Peyton Manning in that Peyton Manning had one level of play, right? He prepared for week six of the NFL like it was the AFC championship game, right? You got the same, there was no drop-off for Peyton Manning in week seven, week eight. He prepared every single week like it was the AFC title game or the Super Bowl. And so what happened? When Peyton Manning's team got to the playoffs, all these other teams took a step up and 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 adjusted their game and, and and took a step up in level. Peyton Manning never had that next level to get to because that's the level he played at. And as a result, his playoff record was 500, right? He was 12 and 13 in the playoffs. Yes, he won two Super Bowls. The second one he won by accident. Brock Osweiler could have won that Super Bowl. But that's why Peyton Manning struggled. He had the one level of excellence and he never found a way to be able to combat with the way teams change and the elite level of teams they're playing in the playoffs. And that's kind of how I see Giannis is that, look, he's played at this incredibly high level and, and you get the same great day out of Giannis every single day, whether it's, you know, a, a idle Friday in the regular season or you're talking about in the playoffs where the big stars and the big you know, LeBron James knows when, OK, I can take some time here and now I, I, I got to have my body ready for the playoffs. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, same thing with all these guys. Giannis has that one speed. And, but now in the playoffs, when you're playing teams that are deeper, that are taking steps up and look at the step up the Heat took, who I, I picked to go to the finals, by the way. Yes, thanks uh, for know, reminding me. They're deep. 
They're tough. Th- this is their time. Jimmy Butler's turned into the, the leader that other teams have always hoped he was going to be. What did we see from Giannis' first couple of games? I'm going to dribble to the middle of the floor, and, and what's going to happen? There's going to be three guys meeting me in the paint, and he's not been able to get the ball out. He's not been able to adjust his game to get to the point where, okay, I can make my teammates better here against the Miami Heat. And that's kind of how I see him in that he's got to evolve once you get to the playoffs and things change because seeing him play in the regular season, I'm getting the same guy in the playoffs. And that'll work for a little while, but the better and deeper teams get and figure out a way to stop you, if you can't adjust then, well, then that, that's the type of playoff success you're going to have. And that's what Giannis is looking looking ahead at if he doesn't, if he's not able to change and adjust. And as you talked about, making his teammates better. I, I, I just think that it's just – I mean, they, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and it's just amazing – on, on where people are. When they were up 2-0 to Toronto, uh, do you remember that? Go back mm-hmm. and read the stories about Giannis and, and how this guy is, uh, is the next great uh, thing and, and, and what a juggernaut they got and all the other things. And now, now they lost the next four to Toronto, and Toronto wound up winning the championship. But it's just funny how when people don't succeed in the postseason – it's like this ultra-negative, like he can't win. I remember when Michael Jordan scored 63 points against the Celtics and lost, and, and people just said, oh, well, yeah, he scored, but he can't win. And I'm not saying Giannis is Michael Jordan. I'm not. And does he need to improve Jason in certain things? Yes. Does he need a go-to shot? Does he need to a move or something? Yes, he, he does. Um because most teams will let him shoot from the perimeter, like the, the three-point line all day, you know, if, if that's what he wants to take. And that's not, not where you want him. You want him to be able to be able to score baskets in the half court uh, when, when they're ready to, to, to defend you and they know the ball's coming to you. You have to have one of those moves in the postseason. But I just don't think that it's the end-all, be-all, like he can improve. He's too young. He's too good. This guy's going to have back-to-back MVPs, and it's just a matter of the getting the right coaching as well. In that terrible fourth quarter that they had in, what was that, game three, I think they had 13 points, no free throws, and then you got to look at the coaching there. Budenheiser, didn't he, didn't he have the same kind of issue in Atlanta, right? You remember that great regular season mm-hmm. in this struggle? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter Rashida. Well, my dad was—he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons—lessons lessons that have meant a great deal to me, and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to the Dow of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top they ran socks in 2004, bounced back after the 3-0. We never win a chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Struggled in the playoffs. So maybe maybe they, he doesn't have the right coach yet to get him in the right situation or to help him during, when it comes playoff time. So, Jason, I'm not giving up on Giannis. I'm all in on Giannis. I think he's a phenomenal talent. He's young, and all it's going to take is the right coaching. And if he's willing to put in the work to get that signature move in the paint when they need a basket, then, then I, I still believe they can win. Anyway, I think Phil Jackson's calling in. He wants to tie Uh Fox Sports Radio, <laughs> Jason Smith and Rob Parker in for Dan of the Danettes today. We got more NBA on the way. But coming up next, so much from the National Football League. Jadavian Clowney has a new team. Deshaun Watson's getting paid. When can we expect to see Tua start for the Miami Dolphins? Dave Wanstead's coming up with us. Keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Chris and Rob here to share an invitation to celebrate soulfully at Disneyland Resort, the happiest place on earth. There are many ways to feed every part of your soul throughout the Disneyland Resort this February. Live R&B, funk, and soul music on the main stage in the downtown Disney District. Shop at Post 21 featuring curated modern and design-forward merchandise 
from Black-owned businesses. Enjoy live jazz and Creole cooking at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. And at Disneyland Park, raise your voice for the return of Celebrate Gospel. Expanded this year to two weekends, February 19th and 26th, featuring live choir performances, each sharing its own distinctive style and inspiration. There's so much to celebrate, so come celebrate soulfully this February and beyond at Disneyland Resort, the happiest place on earth. Both theme park admission and park reservations are required for park entry. Visit Disneyland.com for more details and theme park tickets. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. That's Jason my girl Smith. right there. Wow. Right. Is that really? Okay. You want to groove out for a couple minutes? You all yeah, good? Yeah, you know, a little re-re. Come on, are you kidding? It's the Rob Parker dance party here wow. on Fox Sports Radio on this Labor Day morning. Rob's just standing up right now, wearing shorts and an Adidas tracksuit, and he says, <laughs> yeah, ready to go. <laughs> Look at me. I'm ready. I'm ready. One of the thrills of my life, working in Detroit all those years, Jason, and meeting Aretha Franklin, mm. who is one of my favorite, the late great Aretha Franklin, one of my favorite performers of all time. Uh, Rob Parker, hit him up on Twitter, at Rob Parker FS1. Uh, he'll have his 800 words on the best Aretha Franklin songs uh, coming up later on today. You're going you're to do that today, right? That's right. And you know okay. it's respect, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but come on. Spoiler now. You want, you want clicks, don't you? Everybody you knows that. that's, her, that's her national anthem. That's her <laughs> signature song. It, it is as good as it gets. Yeah, but you know, you're pretty good with hot takes. I mean, who knows? Maybe you'd have something different. And it'd be able, whoa, Rob Parker's going to tell me it's not R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That's right. That would be different if I did pick something. But in this case, I'm sorry. Hey, you still do that at USC teaching. You, you told me, I remember when, when you first started at Fox a couple of years ago, you would say you'd come in and start a class once in a while by saying, okay, give me a hot take. Oh, Somebody no, I'm me, still doing that. Do you still I, do that? I, give me yes, a hot take? I have a, I have a class right now I'm teaching called Introduction to Sports Media at USC. And I randomly, everybody has to come prepared to class, and randomly I pick a different person every class, every Monday. We don't have school today, of course, but every Monday, Jason, and they have to start the class with a hot take. Absolutely. Wow. Because uh, I'm waiting on Twitter for someone to say, hey, Professor Parker took my hot take and used it on the air the other day. <laughs> Trust me. I'm, I'm taking notes. <laughs> Do you get good hot takes from, from kids, or, or yeah. is it like, okay, you need a little bit more? I'm impressed. I'm impressed. They come ready to go. They understand what a real hot take is, not a lukewarm one, 
But, uh, no, nah, I've been impressed by the kids so far. Do you have your classroom set up like it's uh, one of the Fox shows where you're sitting in one seat and they're sitting in the other seat? You no, know, unfortunately, <laughs> we're doing everything, you know, uh, uh, online and, yeah. and, and um, that virtual this, this semester, of course. So yeah. it's a little different, but, I, but I'm enjoying it, Jason. It's one of the best things I ever you know, did is uh, teaching uh, students. Oh, man. And I'll tell you, I like, it's hot take theater with Rob Parker. That's what you can call it when you start. The music comes down, hot take theater. Who am I picking today? Where is it coming? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, we got Dave Wanstead coming by uh, in a few minutes to talk NFL with us. You know, look, big day in the National Football League. We talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick being named the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Rob and I debated uh, why it was good or bad, depending on who you wanted to listen to a few minutes ago. But the, the other part of today is, look, we've made it to – the first week of the NFL season. And, you know, just to, to take a, a wide angle look of, of where we're at with football right now is look, we had the college football season start this past weekend. It wasn't the same because clearly this was like zero week of college football. You had the you had a lot of the smaller schools play and maybe you watched a little bit of it. But look, there wasn't a big buzz. No, there's no yeah. doubt about it. Uh, uh, and, and I don't know, Jason, did you see ratings? Did you see anything or to indicate that people, you know, were lukewarm on it or not? Well, it, it, it's tough because I don't think you would normally see good rank, good ratings for those games. I mean, Early there, were on, no star, right. there were no star teams playing. It was it was all the smaller schools, and it was fun to see it back on, and it was fun to see highlights. But I, I don't think that was a case of oh boy, here's the you know here's college football. It's back, and this is the week now we'll be looking into it more. Um, but I, I look at this week is that you know we we crave normalcy. And, and that's the, the main thing, what we want right now. In this era of COVID-19, you know, we, we really crave normalcy. We want something to go that is not something that's upsetting her apple cart. And while we're excited about the NBA playoffs, okay, here's the NBA playoffs in September and into October. It's very strange. Major League Baseball with the truncated season, we're going to see a crazy playoff coming up soon. It's going to go later. Than, we want normalcy, and here's the normalcy that we're getting. It's week one of the National Football League season. Yes, we didn't see the preseason games, but I think we're okay with that. And we got the Thursday night game, and we're talking about previewing games this weekend, and it's the regular spot in the calendar. And, and and this is more, I believe, what all the fans are looking forward to the most. Look, obviously, the NFL being the most important uh, and, and the most popular sport. But we're looking for this because this is the most normalcy. Still, college football is shrouded in a whole bunch of controversy. And, and playing or not playing is along political lines. I think the NFL, this is really where we're at. We're like, okay, this is finally where we can kind of get into a groove in a little bit and as a sports fan, I'm, I'm ready for the NFL now. It's in its normal spot, and, and it, it's a really big week because of that, because it brings that normalcy to our calendar. All right, let's get to our guests, right? Are we ready to go? We ready. We got uh, Dave Wanstead joining us now on the hotline, uh, former Super Bowl champion. Football analyst at Fox Sports, NBC Sports Chicago, Big Ten Network. He is a busy guy. You can follow him on Twitter, at Coach Wanstead. Coach, welcome to the show. What's up? Thank you uh, much. Appreciate being on. Uh, yeah, I'm almost as busy as I've been with no Big Ten football. Uh, got a little void this year, guys, so we'll see what happens. But, uh, uh, yeah, the NFL is kicking off, and that's exciting because we'll start our shows. I'm on the uh, on 11, uh, be 11 o'clock uh, Eastern time kickoff show with Carissa Thompson and Tony Gonzalez, Michael Vick, and Colin Kyron. So we're anxious to get started with our show this week. 
That that'll be fun. Uh, uh, the one thing you know with the COVID, we don't you know, and and uh, so far, it's been a lot of testing and it's been good. The players have uh, been been uh, no no positive test. But Dave, the, the league announced that they will not test uh, game day. Does that make sense? You've done all the testing; it's worked out. Why would you not test game day? Uh, just to make sure that somebody's not going to be on the field, you know what I mean, or come down with it. Does that make sense to you on, on why not game day? No, you know what, I think I w- I've been up to the Bears practices, uh, and I'll I tell you what, yes, the NFL has done a fantastic job of setting up protocol, and and then each owner and each organization has followed suit but I'll tell you who I'm going to give credit to is the players. I mean, they were jogging out to practice, and these guys were all wearing their masks. I mean, and I think the way they're going to have it set up, talking to Matt Nagy and, and Chuck Pagano a little bit up here in Chicago, you know, it's going to be such a tight ship uh, from the standpoint of night before the game, you know, it, 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 as far as meals, as far as meetings, as far as travel. I really think that the combination of the protocol that they're going to have for the players and the players themselves, obviously it's going to be on them. I think they understand the, uh, the importance of, of, you know, hey, everybody uh, will follow the rules and let's make sure that we can get this season done. Hey, hey, Jason, let me just jump in with a follow-up. Since you, uh, uh, Coach, was at, you were at the Bears and you got to see them and Mitch Trubisky was named the starter, uh, who finishes the season? Will Mitch Trubisky be the fit, you know finish the season, or will it be Nick Foles? Because we've seen Mitch struggle, and Nick seems to be a better quarterback when he comes in in relief. Who's going to be the, who finishes the Bears' season as quarterback? Well, I think it all depends, <clears throat> and I have been one of the few, and I do several shows here in Chicago. Going back to last year, I have always been a Mitch Trubisky. I don't want to say fan, but I believe that you can get to the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky. But you have to do what Mitch does best. And he can make plays with his feet, whether it's designed running plays, you know, the spread offense or quick throws or rolling them out of the pocket. But you've got to do enough of that stuff. He's, I don't think he's a drop back, you know, read the whole coverage five times across the board and, and make a good decision. So I think if they use him wisely and run the ball and give that defense a chance, Mitch can survive this season, and the Bears will be a playoff team. And I really do believe that. Now, it's a nice insurance policy. I'm, I'm glad that they're going to start Mitch. I think he deserves it. And, uh, but it's a nice, nice insurance policy to have Nick Foles on, as your backup, I think. Uh, elsewhere, quarterback-wise, Coach, uh, earlier this morning, Cam Newton was on uh, uh, Radio WEI in Boston, and he said this is a match made in heaven, uh, him and the <laughs> New England Patriots. Are, are you buying the match it. made in heaven? Uh, you know what? For, for this year, I am. I said this. When, when he was sitting out there uh, and he wasn't signed early on in the free agency period, I said to several people, I said, you know, he's going to end up in New England with Belichick. And I said, for one year, he's going to get in there. And, and we all know, I mean, you know, Cam's been a, a Super Bowl MVP or Super Bowl quarterback and MVP in the league. The, the guy has ability to, to win big time, not just win a game, win big time. And I think that uh, up there, there's just going to be a sense of urgency. 
I look for Cam Newton to have, I don't know if it's made in heaven or not, we'll see, you know, but it's, he's going to have a great year. I really believe that. Dave, I, in Miami, uh, Fitzpatrick uh, is starting instead of Tua. Uh, I look at it as wasted snaps. The only way you learn how to play in the NFL, you're going to have to get out there and play. Arizona put Kyler Murray in right from the start. They didn't have a great team. They weren't expected to do much. Uh, he had 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions uh, his rookie year. Is this the right decision? Why, why waste snaps on Fitzpatrick? You know what he is. And, and why not put two in just from the start? That's what this league is now. Well, I, I think, you know, if you read between the lines, and I talk to people in Miami, I, I think that with them getting rid of Josh Rosen, I think that was a real statement that, Tua is the guy, obviously. And, you know, we don't know. Without preseason games, guys, and without the practices being open, we really don't know how far along Tua is, you know, from uh, learning the offense. And, and, you know, we see a couple plays on highlights. I mean, you know, you can pull those plays. With with everybody, he's got a couple plays like that. So how far along is he with the offense and being able to win for him? Obviously, they think he's not far along, you know, to the point where everybody's comfortable. And, hey, and the players know, trust me, the quickest way to lose a locker room is stick a kid in there at any position, then alone quarterback, and the rest of your team who has been at practice, and, and they say, Coach, this guy's not going to give us a chance to win. So I, I think we've got to give him the benefit of the doubt and say at this point, Patrick gives them the best chance to win because that is their attitude in Miami. They're trying to win games right now. Hey, Coach, lastly for me, we, we finally saw the Jadavian Clowney saga come to an end this weekend. He's one year with the Tennessee Titans. Is he still the big difference maker we thought he was? Well, I, you know, yes, I, I think that he'll bring something to the table. I didn't realize that the relationship was – I read an article where he turned down less money to go to the Titans because he wanted to be with Vrabel. I did not realize, really, that that relationship was as strong as, as what it, it's made out to be. And if, if you have that incentive, I think each guy, uh, you know, there's just a little bit more – between the two relationship-wise, and I think both of them will get the maximum out of that situation, and I look for him to make an impact. I mean, they're, uh, they're obviously a playoff team, so I think he'll add something to that defense, absolutely. Dave, the Kansas City Chiefs, I get it. They win their first Super Bowl since Moby Dick was a guppy, and they, you know, so I get all the excitement. <laughs> but the talk about they're a dynasty and they're going to win six or seven Super Bowls in a row, and all the other talk, how hard it is to repeat in the NFL. I, I like Baltimore better than Kansas City in the AFC. Where are you in the AFC? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. 
a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah, psh. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top it Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. We never win a chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. What team do you like the best? You know what? I'm I, I'm on the Steelers bandwagon. I truly what? am. I, what? With I, old I, Big Ben playing like Uncle Ben? What? <laughs> okay. Okay. That's why we play the what's, what's that old expression? That's why we play the game. Nope. Right? So, uh, you know what? I mean, that Steelers defense, they, they've just got to get a running game going a little bit more consistent. I think James Conner's been hurt so much. But, yeah, they're talking dynasty. And I think because of having a young quarterback – uh, and we used to use this expression, let's get players that do things that you don't have to coach. And that's when I look at Patrick Mahomes, that's what I see. You know what I mean? Obviously, running the ball, throwing the ball, 
where I, I think Baltimore, you know, they're going to run that system. And, hey, Lamar Jackson's going to make guys miss. He's such a fabulous athlete. I mean, the best athlete. But I do think scheme-wise, uh, the people may catch up to Baltimore a little bit quicker where Kansas City, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he can beat you about four different ways. You can follow him on Twitter, at Coach Wanstead. That is at Coach Wanstead, getting ready for week one of the NFL. Uh, Coach, as always, appreciate your time with us here on Fox. Have fun. We'll talk to you That's soon. That's right. Talk to you soon, Dave. Okay, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, great stuff there from Dave Watson. You know, I'm sorry, I got worked up. I mean, you, you, man. you did get worked up. You said like, I, you can never go to Pittsburgh again. I no, mean, I there, there's no way. You think they won't even allow you in the city? Can I even Pittsburgh. use can I even use ketchup anymore after that? No, 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 you can't get no, no, not, none of that. Can't go to the O for uh, onion rings. No, 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 can't can't go anywhere. You're, you're done. You are officially banned from Pittsburgh. Um, I think he was surprised. It, when you said, "Wait, Pittsburgh?" He was like, "All right, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a no, minute." No, Pittsburgh. I I think they're on the way down. I I don't have them doing anything. Are you that high on Pittsburgh? I think Pittsburgh's defense is going to surprise you, and they're going to win a lot of games this year on the strength of that defense. They really figured things out last year. Look, they got nothing uh, offensively last year. Look, Roethlisberger was out there trying to figure things out w- without any of the triplets, and they still wound up winning eight games. I, I look at the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers situation almost like I looked at New England last year where you watch what happens the first half of the season and how good that defense is and how many games Pittsburgh's defense wins the first half of the season. Eventually, you're going to need to put up points, and is Roethlisberger going to be back to being his guy? But, boy, I'm a big believer in that Steelers defense this year. I think it's going to be fantastic. All right. I'm out on Pittsburgh. That's all I'm going to say. (laughs) Oh, well, I think that's obvious you're out on Pittsburgh. (laughs) Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Rob at Rob Parker FS1. Uh, Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes today. Uh, Coming up next. We get into what is easily the craziest sports event of the weekend that everybody is talking about. I've seen it a hundred times. I still can't believe it's happened. That's coming up next. Keep it right here. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. 
Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes today. Happy Labor Day. And of all the things going on this weekend, Rob, you know, we, we had the beginning of college football. Now we're looking ahead to the beginning of the NFL season. You know, Major League Baseball's at the, you know, three weeks from today, the season ends. There's a lot of stuff going on, but clearly the highlight, and I, I use that in, in air quotes, of the weekend is what happened in Novak Djokovic, who got bounced from the U.S. Open because he hit a lines person with a ball after he got upset following a call that he didn't like. If he was uh, now, making shots like that, he wouldn't have to worry about the <laughs> lines judge. <laughs> the overwhelming favorite to win is now eliminated because of what happened yesterday. And likely you've seen this highlight a bunch of times. Look, there's obviously no fans at the U.S. Open. He was upset over a call, and he's walking uh, the baseline, and he's dribbling a, a tennis ball, and he you know hits it into the, the back uh, where, the, where the, there's other people, including one of the linesmen, and just wants to hit it off the wall because he's upset. Ah, a little frustrated. Hit it there. Except he hits the ball, and it hits her in the throat. She goes down. Right away, he realizes his mistake and says, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I did this. He goes over. They go and check her out. She turns out to be okay. But after 10 minutes of of figuring it out, he is eliminated and is no longer in the U.S. Open. Uh, The ruling officials say we had no choice. It's pretty clear when you uh, put someone at risk and you you injure someone, we we have to take you out and you can't participate in the match anymore and in the event. So Djokovic is eliminated. He is banned from the U.S. Open. And this highlight, I've seen it a hundred times right now, and I'm saying to myself, I I, I just can't believe this happened. I mean, one, one you know, one foot to the side, one, he takes one more step and it's something that goes off the wall and it's, oh, wow, you almost hit that lines person there. Oh, got to be careful, Novak. No, instead now, and here's his chance potentially uh, catching Roger Federer because, look, the guy's 33, still incredibly good, uh, but now here's a big chance that is now out the window for him because of this highlight. That's why you can't do it. That, that's why he shouldn't have put himself in that even position Uh to where that could even possibly happen, Jason. And what, what tennis had no choice. What else could they do, right? You can't play. What are you, what are you doing? We get the frustration. But why are you hitting a ball in the area of, of the judge, right? Why, why are you even doing that, right? You're so frustrated. You can't take it out on the people who are doing their jobs, whether you agree with it or not. If that's the case in the NBA playoffs, my God, you know how many balls would be thrown at NBA <laughs> officials? Seriously, some of the where's Scott the, Foster? Where's Scott Foster? You I'm know what throw I'm talking about, right? You would want to like like want to play like his dodgeball. I mean, yeah. balls would be hurled <laughs> all over NBA courts after a bad call. I mean, this ridiculous, and, and he's to blame. He has to accept responsibility. You know what I mean, and. People can't uh, – nobody should feel sorry for him. You can't do that kind of stuff. And, and when, when, you know, you got to hold on to your frustration or your rage or whatever it is, but you can't lash out at other people. And I think that'll I, – I think the message is clear, right, for all the other tennis players. Like, this is not what you do. Well, that was just such a poor decision by him. 
He, he did apologize. He said, this whole situation has left me sad and empty. And look, for a second, do I think he did it on purpose? No. But th- I think there's two big things, uh, you know, to come out of this, Rob. Is number one, it's kind of refreshing that tennis doesn't sit back and say, well, we, we can't foul this superstar out of the game. We got to right. keep him or, in. You know, we'll, well, we'll suspend you at the start of the next season. Of, yeah, right. Of the next, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like we've seen leagues do yeah. that, right? Oh, yeah. You're going to miss the first four, four match, big match matches next year oh oh no 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 you're out right now I, I love what they did yeah it's kind of it's kind of refreshing and and for him specifically this is why I get that he's so sad and empty because he didn't have the greatest reputation before remember he he, he had a party where uh, the coronavirus spread earlier in the year and he was catching a lot of flack for that before the US Open started he talked about I'm going to start my own male uh, tennis tour and he just is someone who has never really been likable and now this last year has been so bad for him and this moment is now going to define who he is he's the guy who got you know defaulted at the u.s open because he hit a lines person with the ball because he couldn't control himself and control his temper and no matter what he does and this guy could go down you could say he's the greatest of all time because he's won more than federer he's won more than the dollar now this is defined this year and that defining, video will be yeah. right you will always see that you're 100 this, this those are the things you, you don't want there's no way you could get away from it, right? That video will be everywhere for the rest of his life, after his life, about him doing that. That's why you can't put yourself in that spot. No. It, it, you, is he the greatest of all time? Yeah, but he's also this guy. And now he's completely turned where did, did tennis fans even like him. You know, do fans even like him? Go, okay, here's a guy. He's done all of these things. What a jerk. What an idiot. You could accomplish all you want to, and people are going to say, yeah, but – you know, and that's kind of what it is for Djokovic. It's a yeah, but remember this, and you know that that headline and, and the video, and you know of of all the things, I, I keep seeing the picture up there of the the freeze frame of him looking down, making sure she's okay, and her giving him this look of you you, I, you blankety 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 blankety. That's a very powerful photo that's been everywhere on the internet the past few hours. Just to think that, I mean, what if he did damage to one of her eyes or something? Do you know what I, I mean? It was bad enough it was her throat, but, but it's just, you just can't do it. You just can't. What, what, talk about poor judgment and poor sportsmanship. I hope, you know, you always talk about the kids. I hope the kids see that and understand that's not the way you play tennis. Twitter at How About a Fresco, Rob at Rob Parker, FS1, Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes today. Coming up next, is everything okay for the Lakers? And is it not okay for the Rockets? Keep it right here. NBA playoffs, Fox. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.